The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off of everything in the store. I'm just about that action, boss. to another episode of the NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's a Tuesday. Well, it's not a Tuesday. It's a, ooh, I hit that button twice. It's a malfunction Thursday, but there's two of us. It is Ryan McIntyre. I am Rod Gomez. Working out the clunks. We're, I'm trying something different in this episode because StreamYard does not like external audio. So I'm trying to make this work and sound actually better uh, trying to work in external audio. So... Excuse the bugs. Yeah, we're all about adjustments on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Happy one-week countdown to the NFL Draft. This time next week, we will know where everybody's going in. What better way to talk than the NFC West, your division, Rod? That is one of my favorite uh, divisions. Why? Because it houses my very own personal favorite team, the San Francisco 49ers, who, by the way, I've been listening to this podcast all about the gold rush. I already knew. I already knew that 49ers were called... 49ers because they came to California in 1849 with the big surge of the gold rush. Um, but I never really understood <clears throat> exactly why San Francisco was was uh, a big thrust of that. And now listening to history, I know why. I know that most of the people came through San Francisco to get to the Valley, uh, which is why a majority of the 49ers settled in San Francisco eventually. And, you know, just so you know, that is why the 49ers are the 49ers. And that's why you tune into the NFL Gambling Podcast, because you get a little bit of history lesson in your draft preview with a little bit of gambling knowledge. So, yeah, looking forward to diving into the West. Obviously, your Niners are heavy favorites once again, but we'll touch on the other teams, too. There's other teams in that division? I'm yeah, just... no. <laughs> yeah, you like that team in the great Northwest, right? They wear uh, neon and blue, right? I know of no other team. They don't have my attention at all. Uh, but yes, so we are breaking down the NFC West, obviously, as part of our divisional breakdowns, and we're ramping up hot and heavy heading into the draft season. So definitely a, a lot to be covered and a lot of ground to be covered in the meantime. Uh, as always, we'll talk about the the uh, odds to win the division, and then we'll touch a little bit later on the over-under on their win totals. Um, and then maybe some other, you know, crazy little things that we got going on. If we see a prop that we like, maybe toss that out there as well. Um, again, we talk a lot of futures. So if you're a, a futures better, if you're somebody who loves to uh, sit and watch your investment and, and cheer it on, then, uh, then it's all for you. But Ryan, overall, feelings on the NFC West. Again, my, my bias aside, like it's just... This is a this was the division a couple of years ago where we were talking the other day about the NFC South being this yucky division. People were talking about the NFC West being that very same yucky division a couple of years ago. So it's been a big change over the last few years. Yeah, and it's weird because this division flipped quickly in a year like the year that the Rams won the Super Bowl just two years ago. Everybody forgets that, Sean McVay, uh, and they're kind of not in Selmo because they still got the Aaron Donalds of the world, Matt Stafford, but 
they're kind of on the tail end. It seems like they beat your Niners in the NFC Championship. Unfortunately, I know I know you don't want to be reminded of that. But the Arizona Cardinals were also a playoff team, and they've really just fallen apart um, in a short amount of time. Cliff Kingsbury's out, Jonathan Gannon's in, and then obviously the team that overachieved everybody's expectations: Seattle. Pete Carroll boots Russell Wilson to Denver, gets better. Geno Smith career year, and he gets paid. Yeah, and and here's the thing about Seattle too. It's that when everybody was screaming for Russell Wilson to do something, to they were poking the stick. They were like, "Come on, Russell, be be super, Russell." It's so crazy to me how quickly Seattle just sort of flipped on him after he left. First of all, and and as the relationship started to sour between Russell and Seattle, it wasn't as harmonious as it used to be. People were uh, Seattle fans were defending Russell to their teeth. Toward the end of that, it just felt kind of like they were saying all right, well, we're ready to move on. And then, you know, everybody's like, oh my God, Geno Smith. And then what does he do? But he comes out and has a, a season that nobody really expected. Maybe Geno, but not everybody else expected out of him. Yeah, I'm a Mountaineer fan. Uh, obviously, that's my alma mater. I didn't expect Geno Smith to cook the way he did last year. He had a career year. I mean, he he broke all career stats, obviously, for his own standards, got paid significantly in the offseason. It'll be interesting now, now that he got paid, will he be able to duplicate his success next year and prove that he just wasn't a one-hit wonder? But I, 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 I like seeing guys like Geno succeed because – he was he was labeled a bust after his experience with the Jets, kind of bounced around Giants, stayed stayed the course, stayed in the league, and found a home there in Seattle behind Russell Wilson. And all he did last year was just have a career year um, for Pete Carroll and then led him to the playoffs. I know that they got outmatched by the Niners, but, I mean, for them to get to the playoffs, that was a successful year. But here's the thing about everybody being able to succeed. Players like Geno, players like – or even teams like Seattle when everybody counted them out. It's so mm -hmm. much better for the league when everybody is at least semi-competitive. I mean, obviously, you can't have 32 teams and all of them be on the same plane, right? You can't, can't have that happen. But the more teams that are competitive, the better off your league is because then it's not the same four teams r running the entire show all season long and, and year after year after year. It just gets boring that way. So to have the type of you know guys like Geno Smith have breakout years like that. It just makes the league way more interesting. Completely agree. And I'm looking at it. It was his ninth year. He gets throws for 4,200 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, Pro Bowl. Kind of reminds me of a former quarterback for the Niners with Alex Smith, where he got drafted high, kind of got labeled a bust. In comes Jim Harbaugh in about his seventh year and kind of revives his career. And then obviously he has a great year. And Kat, he gets injured, Kaepernick comes in, they trade him away. So it'll be interesting to see if Geno can kind of finish out his career successfully as a veteran, kind of like Alex Smith did. But yeah, no, I'm with you. It's good to see guys that, like, we, we give up on these young quarterbacks so quickly. Like, two years, it's like, like, for example, Zach Wilson. I still don't know if he's a bust or not. Yeah, it's trending that way, but he played for the Jets, and it's been two years. Is it really a big enough sample size to completely label him a bust yet? I, to be honest with you, I don't know. And and I've, we had this conversation when we talked about uh, the, the NFC South as far as these quarterbacks and, and giving them time to mature. But yep. um, we'll, we'll go into deeper dives on all of these teams. We've got to step away for a quick break. But before we do, 
Tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. And what better way to get down on some player props and parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games? They've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code S-G-P-N. All right, so we talked about maturing young quarterbacks. Uh, Let's move to the first team, I think, in the NFC West to talk about, and that is a quarterback who, I don't know, we we expected big things, we saw big things, we saw some regression, we asked about his commitment level, we're wondering if he (laughs) plays too much uh, Call of Duty and not studies the playbook enough. Of course, I'm talking about Kyler Murray. Of course, I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals. They come in at 20 to 1 to win the NFC West. That's plus 2,000. They are by far the longest shot. And I'm talking the longest shot in the NFC West. And dare I say, Ryan, as I'm scrolling through, they're the longest shot in the league to win their division. No one else comes close to 20 to 1 to win their division. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, rightfully so, too. They're, they're a dumpster fire. This organization has completely tanked over the last year. Cliff Kingsbury already talked about it. He's on the way out. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just a total revamp in the Cardinals organization. They gave that big contract to Kyler Murray, and right away, if you got to put something in the clause like, hey, if you – if you put this many hours towards your film, then then it's a good thing. Like that, that's that's a big time red flag for me. I'm not giving a guy two two hundred thirty million if I got to put that clause in there. If you got to put that clause in there, he's probably not the guy. Um, kind of touch on it. In comes um, J- uh, Jeff O'Bannon from uh, Philadelphia. He's got a tough tough task ahead to rebuild this thing. They got the third pick in the draft. So yeah, I think they got to go defense uh, early in this draft. And I know there's a lot of folks that defend this as far as Kyler Murray is concerned and saying, you know, well, he's just looking out for and, and it's an insult that, that this is in the clause. And listen, nothing happens for an absolute no reason, right? I mean, no other. I've never heard of another player having that stipulation in their contract, which leads me to believe that no other player has this problem. I mean, I'm sure they do. And obviously it's not I'm not saying that every player out there hasn't uh, slacked off or whatever, but. By and large, just like you said, if you've got to put that in there, they're noticing a pattern that they don't like and they need to correct. And and granted, you're right. I mean, if this is if this is a corporation and they're telling their CEO that they've got to put a little more time into the bottom line and not doing whatever else they're doing, that person's probably not going to be CEO very much longer, right? It's it's not like you're you're begging the owner of a company or the head of a company or your or your boss for that matter to yeah. do more work to be a better boss. They're supposed to already be putting into that. And, and and it just, that's the way it goes, especially as a quarterback. So yeah, you're right. This is a, this is a mess, but leadership is definitely an issue. If you have to remind the leader to take more time to be a better leader. Yeah. And uh, they, they kind of just jumped the gun on that contract extension. In my opinion, it's, it sounds like Deandre Hopkins won't be back there as well. seems like he's played his last stage. They lost Zach Allen, Byron Murphy. I mean, they lost a lot of guys, um, the free agency it's just a total rebuild and there's no way that i'm gonna um invest even at 20 to one like because they're they're not they're not going to be in the hunt 
and and we already touched on it. Um, I mean, new coach coming in as well. He's going to probably try to instill his culture more, the Philly culture. I think it's going to take a year or two. So, yeah, no, I think this is definitely a team we look for the unders, and we'll talk over-unders at the end. Yeah, there's far more lucrative 20 to 1 bets that you can win like next week than if you tied your money up in an Arizona Cardinals division winning future. It's just, it's not in the cards for them. Uh, uh, no pun intended, I suppose. Uh, but really, honestly, it's it just, like I said, it starts with the top. And if DeAndre Hopkins is gone, that leaves them with Rondell Moore, Marquise Brown, Zach Pascal, uh, Auden Tate. <laughs> Right. I mean, this is you're starting to dig deep uh, in into the books for that offensively. And then again, on defense, it, there's not a lot of names that pop out at you. Uh, obviously, Buda Baker, right, is is uh, uh, no longer there. And that was one of the big names in the defense. So what are you going to do? Yeah, no, th- there's a reason why they're 20 to one. It's it, it's probably the worst roster in football. Maybe maybe Houston and uh, so it's not O'Bannon. Sorry, it's Gannon. I, I mis mispronounced his last name. So Jonathan Gannon's coming over from Philly. He's uh he's got quite the work laid out for him, and he's obviously a Doug Peterson guy, Frank Wright guy. So those guys, Nick Sirianni, those guys come from a winning pedigree. But I think they all took over better situations than what he's taken over in Arizona. Yeah, it's got to be a lot of work. I, I I know that I said Buda Baker's gone. By the time you listen to this, he probably will be. He's not right now, but uh, he probably will be. I, I know he's probably ma- he's making some noise right now about wanting to to depart the area as well. Uh, right? If I'm reading Twitter correctly, I, I'm not. I don't know because all these blue check marks are gone, so I don't know whether or not I'm following the right information or not. So, <laughs> yeah, and and we and Jay Mark is not with us, but he has them going defense with the third overall pick, Will Anderson. So that's where Jay Mark sees it. I I agree with him too. I mean, they got to go defense. They they were so bad defensively last year, and they got to flip that roster quick. They they honestly they're in the situation where they don't have needs. They have all needs. So they need uh they need to draft the best possible player whoever's on their big board in my opinion they were like needs column yes uh, <laughs> and to your point though they they allowed 449 points last year to only 340 scored those 499 points allowed uh were the most in the league uh all season long so they had the worst defense in the entire league last season kind of hard to believe given the talent that's there but you know when you're dealing with a, a, a bad organization from top to bottom, it's kind of hard to keep your head up and, and to play for that as well, especially when you know the ship is sinking. Uh, so, yeah, definitely 20 to 1. We're staying away from that altogether. Like Ryan said, we'll get into some win totals in a second. Step away one more time to tell you about the SGPN Merch Store because we're brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. In honor of the NBA playoffs from now until the end of April, get 10% off of anything in the SGPN Merch Store when you use the promo code SGPNBA. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off of everything up to and including a possible NFL gambling podcast coffee mug that you can have, maybe a t-shirt, maybe a hat like Ryan's got right there. Just sport your SGPN gear, help support us, and uh, have some fun with us as well. So those of you who are watching on YouTube, thanks so much. Continue to do so. Help this channel grow. Click like, click subscribe, ring the bell, go put it on the doctor's offices. That way they can see the glory that is the NFL Gambling Podcast, and they wonder why they're watching that instead of their favorite soap opera. Doesn't matter what it is. Help support us. We love you for it, and we'll uh, continue to put out quality content like this for you on the platform.
Let's continue to move down the NFC West to the Los Angeles Rams. Again, like I said, the Cardinals were at 20 to 1. This is where it just, you know, the drop off. It's, it's like the ledge, right? You know where, where you're at. And then all of a sudden you step down and you're 100,000 feet down. The Rams are at plus 475 to win the NFC West. It's just amazing to me, Ryan, the just chasm between the two. Yeah, and they don't have a first-round pick because they went all in on those teams. And I and I, I know they won the Super Bowls, getting Matt Stafford, uh, Odell Beckham, uh, who else? Like Jalen Ramsey, the trade years ago. Yes, they invested. It did pay off. They got their ring. But now they're kind of ser- uh, serving the consequences, unfortunately, for Rams fans that they don't have a lot of depth. Yes, they still have Aaron Donald. But, I mean, you lose Jalen Ramsey. He's not on your team anymore. It, this seems like another down year for the Rams. I know they still have Sean McVay. I think you got to question if he's all in as well. I mean, multiple uh, rumors if he's if this is it for him, if he's going to retire, go in the booth. I think it would have been kind of shitty if he had just ended his career on that year. So he comes back. Maybe he can get him to 500 and go out like not completely embarrassing fashion. So, yeah, the, the Rams are in a weird spot where they got a bu- bunch of bad contracts, a bunch of older guys, but – they don't have the depth that they had two years ago to win it. Something about LA teams and trying to buy their championships. I, I don't know what that's yeah. all about, but I'm just saying that that seems to be the trend in LA, right? Let's just go ahead and buy ourselves something because we're LA. We can afford it, right? We got all the rich Hollywood uh, people around here. We, we can make this happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, to be honest with you, the Rams, they're they one got of those the ring. Yeah. They got the ring. They got it. Yeah, absolutely. They yeah. bought it, but they got it. Um, but they're, they're one of those teams that scare me anyways. And maybe it's the natural rivalry between San Francisco and the Rams that has happened over the course of the years. I mean, obviously they've been a formidable, uh, a formidable force in the NFC West for a while. And, and it always has seemed to come down to them and the Niners for some sort of importance. And, and it's just the rivalries there because they can always steal one from us. And I say us, I don't care what you feel about having sports fans claiming that we're not a part of it, uh, of the team. You could take that and whatever. Uh, but no, I'm just saying, I, I it's always come down to them for some sort of importance. And there's always that that opportunity that LA has kind of had their number every once in a while. San Francisco's had the better end of it for the for the last few years. Um, but again, it's just they scare me. And I don't know that this team scares me. Cooper Cup, obviously, always scary. Wouldn't it be fantastic to have Cooper Cup and Debo on the same 49ers team? Woo! Yeah, yeah, he's wishful thinking there, Rod. <laughs> um, I think, I think also, I don't trust Stafford to stay healthy as well. Stafford had the injury history in Detroit. Now he's he's even older, um, and and he got hurt last year. He missed missed the whole second half of the season. And once he went down, it pretty much was older. And he's a year older. He's thirty five. He's going to be what thirty six this season. So I just think. Stafford, he's not completely broken, but like with the offensive line issues that they have, I don't know, man. I feel like it's hard to say that Detroit got the better end of the trade because the Rams did get the Super Bowl. But looking at where Detroit is right now from a franchise standpoint with two picks in the top 20 and coming off a nine and eight year, and it only seems to be trending upward. It kind of feels like they're sitting in the better spot than the Rams. I know the Rams got the Super Bowl, but I don't see the Rams being uh contending for any championships within multiple years now. Well, and then you just look at what the Rams lost defensively too, and Jalen Ramsey. Now, listen, I'm, I'm the first to tell you that I'm not a big fan of him. 
Uh, I think that there's an attitude problem there as far as just being able to play the game the way he needs to play the game. Is he talented? He's obviously got talent or he wouldn't be in the NFL. But I'm just saying he was the best uh, uh, secondary player in that in that secondary, which says something already. And the fact that they just lost him, uh, they got nothing left now. You're right. Defensively, I feel like all they have left is Aaron Donald. And that's not going to get you anywhere if teams can throw the ball all over you, right? I mean, Aaron Donald even felt like he took a step back last season. He was he wasn't as dominant of a force as he was in seasons past. So when your best player is not playing yeah. his best, it's not going to help you out. I just I I feel like this team's ceiling is is kind of like nine wins next year, and I don't know if they can get to that. I mean, I think it a lot's got to go right. Yes, Aaron Donald is a stud, but they've just lost so much, um, just with age. Um, injuries, free agency, losing Ramsey. They don't have the draft capital because they gave it up for all these veterans to buy the championship. The, uh, they got a second rounder. I, I think that they got to probably draft a corner, right, to replace Jalen Ramsey. So I think that's probably the direction that they'll go in. And then looking at uh, J-Mark's draft, J-Mark has the Rams at pick number I think they were 36. Yes, he's actually has them taking a defensive end uh, from Kansas State, uh, Felix and the Duque Azume. So that's what uh, J-Mark has uh, the Los Angeles Rams doing. So, again, addressing that defense, which is pretty much what uh, – I feel like everybody needs defense, right? It's This is something that not – it's not a big secret. People need defense, obviously. No doubt. Uh, I know we love to, uh, to concentrate on the offense, especially on fantasy football and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, defense is really what – if you can keep the team from scoring, you don't have to score nearly as many points. So it just feels like an easy – Easy uh, formula to get. So, but at four seventy five, I'm not. I'm not even gonna try. I mean, and to me, this actually feels like a lower number than it should be. It should be above that. It should be like six fifty, seven hundred, maybe. I I agree with you. I I think that everybody's assuming that uh, Stafford's gonna come back, be healthy, but I I don't see it. I mean, it. it He's been banged up his whole career. He the stars were aligned when they won the Super Bowl that year. He stayed healthy for the most part. He still got banged up in the middle of the year. I'm pulling up right now uh, how many games he's missed. Last year he only played nine games. Uh, in 2019 he only played eight games. I mean, th- three out of the last four years he has failed to complete the season. So yeah, no, I I don't see it. Stafford's a year older, and I just think everybody's banking on him being healthy to continue the connection with Cup, and they have offensive line issues. That's another issue. Oh, they've got tons of issues, <laughs> almost as many as the Cardinals, which is why, like I said, I'm surprised at the line of plus 475. Uh, all right, let's move on to the aforementioned Seattle Seahawks. This roster basically is intact from the last year's run, which leads me to believe that uh, we're in for something special for the uh, – for the Seahawks now as a Niner fan, that doesn't make me feel any better, but uh, they finished the season nine and eight last year with this Geno Smith core. Now Geno Smith is back. They got Noah Fant still. They got Kenneth Walker at running back. They've got DK. They've got Tyler who, by the way, I mean, as much as we've praised that duo in the past, Geno Smith didn't make them the marquee that, that Russell Wilson did. And they were still able to do fantastic things. I mean, it was one week where DK was up and, and, and Tyler was down and then weeks where Tyler was up and DK was down. It just, it seemed to bounce back and forth. And as a fantasy player, you had no clue which week that was going to be. Um, but that was fine because that's exactly what they needed to do to keep everybody off, off, uh, off kilter. They ran the ball quite a bit. 
Their defense is still basically a very strong defense. Bobby Wagner still anchoring that that core. They got Quandre Diggs uh, now at at, uh, at safety. So this is looking like a pretty stout team again, and they probably will give the Niners a run for their money this year. Yeah, I think I think this. If you're a Niners fan, this is the team you're looking out for, and they have two picks in the top twenty, so they can add even more uh, depth to that defense that uh, that took a step forward. But then I think they hit a little bit of a wall there in November before playing really well the last couple games against the Jets at home, and uh, it was the Cardinals to get them into the playoffs. And honestly. They kept the game within reach. Uh, I think they had the lead at halftime against the 49ers before the 49ers were just too much. But the the Seahawks took a step last year. I think that they're going to add more to that defense, make it uh, a better unit. Pete Carroll, we know, loves to run the ball, play complimentary defense with Geno Smith. I think this is a scary team. And you know what? What did you say the division odds were? Uh, The division odds for Seattle was, oh, I I didn't even say it, plus 250. So, again, the drop-off between the Rams and the Seahawks, pretty significant yeah. as well, a couple hundred points. I think this is worth a stab because if we have seen the Niners, and we'll touch on the Niners next, but the Niners just have had so many injuries over the last couple of years. You could speak to it better than I can, but it seems like every year, like that one year, um, I think it was the COVID year, where they had like eight, 17 out of 22 opening day starters where didn't even make it to like week 12 or 13, and then – we don't know what's going to happen at the quarterback position with Brock Purdy. They're going to sh- shop Trey Lance. I'm already diving into the Niners, but yes, no, I'm I'm going to take a stab at the Seahawks plus two fifty. I guess if you're a little worried about Geno coming back to the pack a little bit, a little regression, but I th- I like his weapons. I like Metcalf. I like Lockett. I like what the, I like the running game, and we know Pete Carroll likes to run the ball. Um, Kenneth Walker was a good rookie as well. I think the offensive line was improved. I like the Seahawks, man. I liked them last year. I I, I kept betting on them, and everybody thought it was crazy, but it's my team. Well, so I, if you look back at the NFC West the last three seasons, Seattle won it in 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. LA won it in 2021. The Niners won it last year. It's it's obviously it's it's circled around. Uh, Arizona won it in 2015, but that's I just say is Arizona do then? <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 no! Because it went before that. It was it was Seattle, LA, LA, San Francisco, Seattle, LA, San Francisco. So yeah, it's been a while for the for the Cardinals. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, if there was a if there was a futures bet that I was going to make, if if I was somebody that 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 put down bets on every division just just for the sheer uh, hell of it, um, I would this would be the one I'd put down, uh, obviously, because I think it it's the the better odds that you're getting at it, the better price that you're getting at it. Obviously, shop around. I'm just grabbing off of one book, but if you shop around a little bit more, you'll find it. I mean, obviously, we use these for reference, so whatever your book says is probably better than what this is. But by and large, like I said, this would be the one that I put not putting it on the Niners. Uh, We'll talk about them in a second, but Seattle just has that hunger. I think they want to get back at it. They obviously know that the team to beat is the 49ers. And so the way they do that is to build a team to stop the 49ers. And one of the best ways to stop the 49ers is to keep the offense on off the field rather. And uh, uh, if you are, yeah, keep the offense off the field. And so they'll be able to, to do that sustaining drives on their own, right, with Kenneth Walker, who's who's come on pretty strong. And obviously, Geno Smith elevated that offense a little bit more, brought new life into it. Now, my only setback is whether or not Geno Smith can put it together for another year, right? He had this breakout year, but can he do it again? That's the question. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a big question. I think the biggest way to do that is you improve the team around him. So uh, looking at J-Mark's mock, he has them taking defense, defense. He uh, The defensive end, pass rusher from Texas Tech with number five, Tyree Wilson. Um, after that, at 20, he's got them taking the defensive lineman from Pitt, which is um, – Kalai can't see. I, I'm butchering his name, but he was good as well. So a lot of draft capital for the Seahawks. And it's funny, like they, they get rid of Russell Wilson and they get a top five pick. So a little uh, going away party uh, gift for the Seahawks. Get, get rid of Russ and get a top five pick in return because the Broncos suck so bad. <laughs> I, listen, I, that poor Broncos team. I think did we did we talk AFC West yet? I don't know if we've talked AFC West. We haven't done it yet. No. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we're gonna have a field day with that AFC West. It's as again as a Niners fan, it warmed my heart to watch Russell suffer so much in uh, in Denver. Just knowing that you know again that was uh, that was a guy we we loved to hate when we were Niners fans. Speaking of Niners, let's turn our attention to. The NFC West, the reigning NFC West champion, San Francisco 49ers. They come in minus 140 to win the division. <laughs> Obviously, the heavy favorites, which, Ryan, honestly, as a bookmaker, I understand that you're you're sort of covering your, your ass here because it, it was the Niners division. They, they were the clear winners of that. Kind of nobody was doubting that at all. But when you don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be the, coming into the year, when you have as many question marks and injuries as you've ever had before, minus 140 is not an enticing number for a division winner, even though it chances are they're going to end up winning it. But still, I'm not going to tie up my money into minus 140 for an entire season. Same. And it, they have the best roster probably in football, top to bottom, but... They have a question mark at the quarterback position. Brock Purdy was fantastic rookie year, but it sounds like he might miss, maybe not the whole year, but a significant amount of the year. Trey Lance, Sam Darnold's in. Um, I wish Jimmy G, honestly, was back. I, I'm a big Jimmy G guy, so I thought he he was the Niners. A great fit. and I, It was too bad that he wasn't able to play in the playoffs because I think they could have gotten over the hump, but... I, I went through. I'm not laying 140 in the preseason with all these injury concerns, especially at the quarterback position. I got to see Sam Darnold as well in the San Francisco offense. I, I know he finished strong in Carolina last year, but change of scenery, a lot of pressure on him. We've never seen a target on our, yes, we have. We saw the target on his back in New York and he wasn't very good. So he kind of went to Carolina, got to fly under the radar a little bit. Now he's back with the spotlight in San Francisco, best roster in football, arguably. So he's got to, he's got to produce. At least there's some chemistry between him and Christian McCaffrey. Like at this, at this point, Agreed. there's a little bit of chemistry there. They know they work together. Um, and, and I can see that happening. And I guess, if you can hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey and let him do fantastic things, if you can hit him on a swing pass, if you can get a slant to Debo, um, if you can at least get enough air under it so Brandon Ayuk can get down there as well, like there are ways for him to be able to uh, to succeed. Am I high on that? <sighs> Not necessarily. I feel like this is a this is a situation in which we've gotten another quarterback that and and listen, I was a wholehearted Jimmy G fan. I know that he was exactly the kind of quarterback that the Niners needed at the time. I still think they could use him. And I know that the, the term game manager gets thrown around a ton. But look, I don't even see that as a bad thing because don't you want your quarterback to manage the game? Like that is exactly what it is. A, a manager sees the strengths and utilizes the strengths. 
right? Whether that's hitting Christian McCaffrey on a, on a, a swing pattern, whether that's airing one out to Debo, whether that's, you know, hitting Kittle on a, on a curl route, right? Those are the types of things you need to do. You don't need to be this uh, 4,000 yard passer every single time to make your team win. You just got to be able to use the tools around you to help you win. And that's what Jimmy G did best when he was healthy, right? He started out his, his tenure with the Niners and didn't lose a game, right? It was fantastic to watch for a while. And then of course you get hurt, come back, you start losing some games, start losing confidence. You, you, you gain it back again and you get hurt again. It's just, it was a, it was a cycle with him that you had to break at some point. But, um, right now it's Sam Darnold's world. And then we're not even bringing Trey Lance into this, but once again, I know Trey Lance didn't get a lot of run. I get that. We didn't see the best of Trey Lance and we may never see the best of Trey Lance in a 49ers uniform because that's not the identity. I think they want, they, they want the Jimmy G identity, right? They want the quarterback like Joe Montana was, you know, even Steve young as a mobile quarterback, as he was, he still had the uh, ability to, to throw the ball and to do the things that he needed to do to get it done. Right. It just, I feel like that's been the 49er just a blueprint from the beginning. And we've strayed away from that in the years, and I think they want to get back to it. Yeah, it, it's so you don't have much draft capital, clearly. I mean, you guys were, have gone all in the last couple of years, and you're going to go all in again this year. I think your first pick is number 99 overall. So you have actually 99, 101, and 102. So you can take a nap till uh, day or the end of day two when, when you're going to come in hot with three out of the last four picks in uh, the third round. Where do you want to go draft-wise? I, I I think you can get some good depth pieces at, with uh, the 99, 101, and 102. Maybe you can uh, strike on a sleeper, uh, rookie contributor. What position do you guys, if you had to choose a uh, position of need, would you go? I feel like we need help with the secondary still. I really do. That, that seems to be where the 49ers struggled. We did l- allow quite a bit. The run game was stout, right? The run, the, uh, run defense was stout. There definitely was no question... That, uh, that the Niners were the, one of the best teams against the run all season long. You got Bosa, you got that interior, you got the, the linebackers. I just feel like, and, and for the last couple of years, really, it's been where teams knew that the way to get around San Francisco was to throw the ball deep and wait for a pass interference penalty because that's exactly what used to happen. It was throw the ball deep and then wait for that, uh, that uh, defensive uh, pass interference penalty and, and just sort of gain yardage that way. Because that was the only way you were going to do it, right? Um, I do like Hafunga. I really do. I, I like Gibson. I like uh, Traverius Ward. Right now, he's on this team as well. Um, so those guys are, are going to be good for us. But again, it doesn't hurt to have depth in that position either because you don't want to get stuck in a situation where the, the team's best offense is exploiting penalties on your defense. Yeah, and uh, looking at J. Mark's mock draft, uh, he has you getting depth at, on the offensive line, wide receiver, and uh, secondary. So one of them is a corner. Everybody listening, you're going to have to go check out J. Mark's draft, uh, mock draft on the SGPN website. I'm not going to give you every single pick that he did. That's why you go check it out. So shout out to J. Mark. He's not here tonight. Uh, he's got uh, conflict. He's got another thing he's got to do. So he'll be back for the other division previews and the mock draft next week. So, but yeah, no, I, I think the Niners are in a good position, a little concerned that I think what they were three and four at one point last year. Schedule was hard early. 
and then they kind of got on a roll. Maybe if they get off to another slow start, them and Seattle tug a war down the stretch. So I'm with you. If I got to tie up my money for the long term, it'll probably be Seattle. Just at just with the market. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, they're the minus one forty bets. You're gonna get those. You can get those in the draft. Like so, I'm not even worried about trying to trying to win off of a yeah. futures bet unless I'm putting a really big ticket in for the Niners to 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 do it. And and that's definitely gonna cash out for. Me. Excuse me, but like I said, if I'm looking for a minus one forty bet, I can find those in spades all over the place. So, um, yep. But I still think, like I said, I still think the Niners. It's theirs to win. Or there's to lose, rather, I guess, if, if you really... It's there's to lose, depending on how the quarterback situation uh, shakes out. So, um, All right. Well, Ryan, did you want to start taking a look at some of these uh, win totals uh, for the NFC West teams? Yeah, let's do it. Let's dive into these. All right. So uh, the first team that I'm seeing here is the Rams, and they are listed at 7.5. The over is at plus 110. The under is at minus 130. I will remind you that LA finished 5 and 12 last season. Yeah, and I kind of just said I, I feel like their ceiling's eight wins. I will go over. I'll say they go 8 and 9. So I don't think that they're going to be terrible. Um I think that they I think they had as many bad breaks last year as possible and they went what 5 and 12 the year that they won the Super Bowl, they won 12 games. I think it's somewhere in the middle this year, and they finish like eight and nine. So I think it, 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 I think that's what they are right now. They're a five hundred team. If they, if they, but if the injury with the way that they've constructed their roster, if they get get the injury bug again, I mean they don't have a lot of depth because they haven't been drafting in the last couple of years because they've just far, foregone it. Um, it could get ugly, but I, I'll, I'll say eight and nine. I don't think morale is good in LA right now. I, I really don't. And I feel like those kind of translate into wins. If you've got a team that's feeling good, if you've got a team that uh, everybody wants to be there, then, then that kind of gives you a, an edge and gives you maybe one or two wins more. I don't think they've got that. I'm going to take the under on this one uh, under seven and a half. I think they get at seven. I honestly think that it's a, it's, this is a seven win team only because I don't think all of their hearts are going to be in it like it was a couple of years ago. They're starting to see the decline. Uh, like you said, there are starting to be questions as to whether or not the coaching staff is going to be there after this year. Um, obviously, Stafford, like what's going to happen to him, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, is, is his pizza pizza deal going to get better than his deal on the field? Who knows? <laughs> so, um, but again, I'm not going to tie up my money in this at minus 130, but I will say that I'm going to take the under on this as well, given just, I don't think their heart's in it this year. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think they're right around that 7-8 win mark. So I think it's that's a well-placed over-under. And you know what's nice about the, the new playoff format? If they're around that 7-8 win mark, they're going to be in the playoff hunt all the way through. That's that's the beauty thing, beautiful thing about the 7 seed is nobody's really out of it unless you just completely suck and you're like 3-10. and 10. Yeah, unless unless you're the Denver Broncos and then you've been out of it yeah. since last year. Yeah. So. Or the Bears, Jim Or Mark. the Bears. Oh, <laughs> pick him when he's down. Go ahead. Um, all right, let's 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 turn our attention to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, their over-under is set at uh, five and a half with the Oof. over at plus 110, the under at minus 130. Again, they won four games last season and lost 13. Ryan, do they get six wins? I don't see it. I they 
they did nothing to add to their roster, really, and then they just lost key pieces, going to lose DeAndre Hopkins. I, I'm going to go under. I think it's another four-win team. I think I think there's a chance they're picking number one overall next year. Yeah, I don't I, I don't see them winning at six wins. I, I see them winning. You're right. They're lucky if they win four. I honestly yeah. think that this is a situation where if they get to four wins again this season, they'll be happy. Uh, well, they won't be happy, but, you know, they'll, they'll at least – do what they did last year, which is suck pretty bad. <laughs> I can't even say anything more about this team. That's that's how like there's just nothing left to say about the Cardinals. It's it's so frustrating yeah. in a way. I I just think it for Jonathan Gannon. It, it's a it's kind of just an evaluation year. See if Kyler's going to be your guy going forward. They maybe move on from him. I don't know if they can get out of it after this year, but yeah, no, it's it's a tough situation there in Arizona. It's the tough. desert is not in a good spot. No, no way. The desert is a desert uh, as far as wins are concerned. It's got to be frustrating, though, to to lock your money up into something and just watch it sort of fizzle in front of you. You know, I, I don't I don't know what that's like. I would never be able to, to pump two hundred thirty million dollars into something yeah. and, and watch it not pay off. Yeah, no, it's like putting together a shitty parlay. <laughs> give, give it to the books. <laughs> Ask me about the third leg of my parlay. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move over to the Seattle Seahawks. Their win total is set at eight and a half. The over on this, minus 120. The under, obviously, the juiced side at plus, I mean, the, the positive side at plus 100. A little even money. Seattle, nine and eight last year. I think we kind of covered this, that this is probably a team that is going to get at least nine wins. But uh, yeah, what do you, what are you thinking of this? I I like it. I I'm going over. I think that this is a ten win team, and I, I'm looking at them minus one hundred five to make the playoffs. So if you don't think that they can dethrone the Niners, maybe just look at if they're going to make the playoffs or not. Because like you said, there's three wild card spots. The NFC is really down. No Brady. No Rogers potentially. So. Um, the NFC East obviously is going to be competitive. Go check out our NFC East preview where we basically made an argument why every team could make the playoffs again because it's kind of everybody's in that 8-9 win range outside of the Eagles and Cowboys. Um, so, yeah, no, I think minus 110, I'll, I'll take uh, – or sorry, minus 105, I'll take the Seahawks to make the playoffs, and I'll go the over. So I'm uh, – if you can do this, if your book allows it, it I would probably try to parlay – the over and them to make the playoffs. I feel like that would be a very interesting uh, parlay for you, just to uh, just to sort of make that a, a work in your in your favor a little bit better. Um, so if you could parlay the over eight and a half wins, uh, and then of course the uh, to make the playoffs, then you know see what that does for you because that's probably a fun little way to to tie up your money rather than just going both of those on straight bets uh, as well. What do you think? I I think it. Probably with two minus one ten prices around what plus two seventy, I would say, which is about equivalent to what they are to win the division. Yeah. So yeah, no, I I like that as well. I mean, if you think the if they go over eight and a half, they're going to the playoffs. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, especially in this in this in the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, let's uh, finish it up with the San Francisco 49ers win total. Uh, they are at eleven and a half. This one's tough. Over. Is uh, put at one plus one fifteen. The under is at minus one thirty five. I know where the books say they're at, but uh, does yeah. not knowing which quarterback you're going to have to start the season cost you a win and a half? I guess is really what it's all said and done. I will go under. 
And the the reason I'm going under, I'm looking at Shanahan's years in San Francisco. He's got three, obviously, three out of the last four years they've been in the NFC Championship the first year that they were in the Super Bowl. They, he's won 13 games twice, but he has not gone over 11 and a half in any of those. He only won 10 two years ago. Then they got in, got hot in the playoffs, won those road games at Dallas and Green Bay. I'll go under and I'll say that they go 10, 10 and 7. Or, or wait, it's 11 and a half. I, I think they could go 11 and 6 or 10 and 7 and probably still win the division. Oh, for I, sure. 11 wins, I think, wins it. Yeah, don't you think that also like they know like they're not they're not scared of anybody going on the road. Like so I think that they're more worried about being healthy at the right time. So maybe they drop a couple games early like they did last year and and even maybe a couple in the middle just as long as they're playing their best football at the end even if it's like 10 and 7 and they're like all right, hey, we're the 3 or 4 seed. We don't give a we don't give a shit. We we've proven that we can win on the road in the playoffs. Who's scaring us? I mean, there's no Brady or Rodgers. They, yeah, Philly. I mean, but like you could argue that they would have beat Philly if they were healthy last year. So, yeah, no, I, I'll go under. I think that they co- kind of just cruise control, get in the playoffs healthy. Yeah, and really, again, the 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 start of the season, just knowing that we're still in flux as far as exactly what it is yeah. or who's going to be starting or or what's going to happen. That's definitely a frustrating situation. And, and now to grab this number now. I mean, if if Purdy doesn't start, right, and if they drop the first game, this is not going to stay at 11.5. You won't find 11.5 yeah. at all uh, after that. So, yeah, I, I think now would be a good time to grab it at 11.5 if you think it's going to go under. I, I think I just talked myking into taking Seattle too plus 250 to win the division. Be, just because I could see, like, I, I San Francisco, if they don't win the division, they're like, we don't care for the 7 or 6 seed. We'll go play anybody. They're not. They're not scared of any. They've proven they can beat anybody. They won at Lambo uh, a couple years ago. So yeah, no, I'll, I'll take Seattle plus two fifty, and then obviously I'll go under with the Niners. But I think the Niners still make the playoffs and are dangerous again. One hundred percent dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I still think this team. Again, I don't. Sam Darnold. God, man, it just. I hate that they put me in this position. <laughs> I really do. I hate that they made me have to try to defend Sam Darnold. It just doesn't feel right. <laughs> Um, well, hey, you know what? If Sam Darnold just falls on his face the first six, seven weeks and Brock Purdy comes back, you might be able to get the Niners at a plus price to win the division. So it may may end up setting up nicely for you. That's Where true. Maybe they're a game or two back at Seattle, and then you take them at, what, plus 200 week 10? <laughs> there you Ain't go. Tight. Keep an eye on the Niners and how they go uh, yeah. because you never know what kind of value you're going to get from them. No doubt. Uh, uh, all right. Well, Ryan, is there anything else that we need to go over as far as setting up the uh, NFC West for everybody out there? No, it's uh drafts here is uh, one week away. So go check out. We'll have a bunch of content out next week. We got a couple more division just uh, where the gambling odds are before the draft. We, we like to do that where we'll touch on where the odds are. And then after the draft, we'll recap where it's at now since we'll have some movement and, the schedule will be out here soon, so looking forward to seeing where where we're where we're going to be betting week number one. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that schedule to come out. I'm like, I'm over here looking for schedules. I'm like, come on, get there already. I want to. It see. should be any day now. Yeah, I, like I think it's right after the draft. Well, if it if it isn't, then we're going to be hot on the schedule makers. It's we want it. Give it to us now. Yes, so, we want football. Uh, <laughs> we want football. Uh, all right, Ryan. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? 
Yep, for the YouTube audience watching right now, at Moneyline underscore Mac. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, that's my Twitter handle and the Discord as well. We'll be here all off season. I Unfortunately, we still got, what, four, four and a half months till the start of our Labor Day. So, But it'll be here before, you know, we'll get you through the off season, and then we'll be picking games, picking sides, over-unders, and all that fun stuff. And then wrapping it back up on Monday for sure. Yep. Definitely there. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it is here, whether it is in between media for NASCAR. Check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast with me and Cody cranking out every single day. Be on the lookout at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I'm going to have a prop bets for all of the uh, the drafting needs. That's draft coming up next week. So putting out a prop bet for that as well. So in the meantime, like Ryan said, we'll be with you all off season long. Till next time, let it ride.